This show is brought to you by the generous donations of our show sponsors, Matt Lewis, Laura Pickren, Irene Viarito, Daryl Delaney, Nico Batson, Darren Katzka, Ryan Royce, John Carey, Jessica Smith, the Cam family, Charles Compton, and David Scrams, as well as all of our generous patrons. Have you ever seen a slod eat? It's a frightful occurrence. I mean, not as frightful as if they're eating you, but still, it's gross. Garrett Halstrom, Thunder Guide for Zendrick. Hello and welcome to Eberron Renewed, a D&D 5th edition actual play podcast set in the Eberron campaign setting. I'm your Dungeon Master, Eric. I'm Philip. I'm Randy. I'm Jeff. And welcome to another episode. Gentlemen, what happened last time? We had some dreams. Had some dreams. Some secret dreams. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently they're creepy. (laughs) I've never had a publicly broadcast dream. (laughs) I was going to say. I mean, I know you stream lately, but come on. (laughs) We, We left the encampment and went on our merry way into the city into the city and came across a bridge with <gasps> dun, 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 a bridge or slod it's a bridge over troubled lava yeah yes. and the bridge also troubled by slot or slod <laughs> now once again too red this is not a delicious leafy salad no this is a Disgusting, creepy slot. toad person, toad man, <laughs> toad disgusting person, creepy salon. Is it a toad? Per- is it? A, are they people? Do they have? Do they, I mean, have- they grow from tadpoles and they're humanoid. They're so. bipedal and they got opposable thumbs. They're humanoid. I just wonder. I just don't know how I mean, that looks like a toad person. Like- I mean, yes, no, I agree with you. It looks like a toad person. I just don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know much about their like taxonomy. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't. I'm not going to ask them. But yeah, I'm not interested in. It. But what happened? And that's literally all that happened last episode because we had 27 minutes of content and yeah. 35 minutes of references to other things. <laughs> no, we, we had a lot of dreams. We spent a lot of time on the dreams and then we got ourselves out, we made a plan and we ended with going invisible and booyah casting pass without a trace because we're going to sneak past the salad. Bum, 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 bum. You got to stop emphasi- emphasizing that syllable. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Because I'm hungry. <laughs> Just ate. Yeah, we ate pizza. I'm hungry for greens. Somebody doesn't like veggies <laughs> on their pizza. <laughs> to order vegetables for the pizza. If you had asked me, can I make a salad? I would have said yes. I just don't want vegetables on the pizza. Um, <laughs> proceeding. Anyway. Oh, man. Now that that's all that the Discord is going to talk about. Until yes, the next I know. That's exactly what I started. Like, oh. Is whether vegetables on pizza are okay. <laughs> Anyway, so in for it now. (laughs) So you all are standing on the edge of the bridge, invisible, about to sneak across. Yes. Yeah. Let's say we went to the edge. Sure. Anyway, maybe we can get his autograph. Hey. Bono's not there. Anyway, you guys can't see it, but I'm giving a disapproving look to these two jokers. Yuck! 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 We bask in Jeff's disappointment. Um, I feed off of it. So, um, the the four slods, the red slods and the green slods are all large creatures, so they take up a good ten by ten space. Right, but they're not actually ten feet wide. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> um, that's, that's how much space they threaten. <laughs> so that's this room. <laughs> they're big. They're not that big. Um, so anyway. anyway, that leaves 20 feet of the bridge's yep. width for us mm-hmm. to sneak in. Um, so yeah, I guess everybody give me stealth checks for the noise. Just for the for the record, I want to real clear, real, real quick. Can you, does the bridge have a railing? No. It does not. Okay. Just wanted to dealing with high fantasy adventures, so no bridges have railings. Well, that's not true at all, but okay. In my world it is. Fair enough. This isn't your world. This is Eberron. In my Eberron. No. Our Eberron. Hashtag not my Eberron. It's our Eberron. It's cooperative yeah. storytelling. I rolled a, a bunch. Uh, <clears throat> it's, it's... Okay, so it's... Plus 10. Dice plus modifier plus 10. Correct. 
24 for Barrick and 26 for Drakir. Okay, so yeah, you all are able to easily uh, sneak past the slots um, unopposed. Let's head for the tower. Right. We got an hour on this. But real quick, Dex turns to both of you guys. You turn to us? How do you do that? I'm just going to spin. <laughs> We're unaware of that. You can't deny that I've turned to you, though, if I spin in a full thir- full circle. It's true, but I don't know that you have. I say, uh, I say uh, hey, uh, Beric. And from right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> and I turn to you. Say, now, if I remember right, last time you did this to me, when you turn to me, I run into you okay. because I'm walking. If I remember right, last time you did this to me, I hit a guy and I got revisible. Is that's that, correct. That that same same deal this time. Yes. All right. And booyah. If I remember correctly, we had to stay pretty close to you. You you have stayed thirty feet. Booyah. You hear from about five feet in front of you. That would be very easy to judge when we can't see each other. Right. Okay. I suppose we should do something about that. I don't know what though. Well, it's pretty easy, and uh, you're, you're near Barrick, so Barrick, and, re- and eventually, kind of, his hand bumps into you, grabs you by the arm, he works his way down, and finds your hand, and he pushes a rope into your hand. Yeah, good call. And he says, "All right, booyah, where are you? Booyah, right here." He's just a little kind of do my best to. Ev- I presume I eventually find booyah. <laughs> you hear? Yep. And I push, <laughs> put a, the rope in booyah's hand. And then likewise with Drakir. And then we just keep our hands on the rope and we can't wander too far. Solid problem solving. And the rope is invisible. Yeah, because we're holding it. Right. As, long as, we, as long as one of us is holding it, it remains invisible. Got you. That's right. Okay, great. Great. Okay. Um, so yeah, you all are able to uh, easily make it beyond the bridge. Uh, you come upon what appears to be kind of the... Uh, beginnings of the city proper um there's a lot of <clears throat> uh buildings so basically you see a cluster of buildings and the road splits and goes around uh so you need to choose left or right what you can see um on each of the two paths there are blue slots um which are also large um slots um standing uh just kind of mulling about keeping watch so what would the check be having had time to look at this city from above and see its layout, especially since it's ruined, the layout should be pretty clear. Um, what would be the check to try and work out which is the right way to go? Well, given uh, I, I'm taking that into account and assuming that you're going the quote unquote right way. So, like I said, the, the left and right go around this cluster of buildings and meet back. Oh, I see. So it's it's not yeah. it's not a fork in the road. It's a soy Okay. Who's in front? Booyah? Or did Derek take the take the front when he handed out the ropes? Probably. We need somebody to make sure about traps. Yeah, that's reasonable. So I'm in the front. But you also, um, as you all are looking about the city, you see some of the doors have been ajar. Um, and you actually see uh, tombs, like sarcophagus, that are like shut in some of the buildings. Oh. So it's like a necropolis. Yeah. Cool. Uh, not all cool. <laughs> yeah. Spooky. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to go to the right. There's two blue slots on either side, right? Yeah. Okay. Right, so we're gonna go to the right and try to get past them as well. Okie dokie. Hey, yeah, yeah. That, that we're gonna do so, that. I mean, is it necessary for us to walk right by the slot? Are the buildings a solid wall on either side of us? Uh, yeah. So, basically, without like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, there's, so there's no way there's no way to move through the buildings around them. We have and to traipse over the rubble. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. All right. Let us stealth. <clears throat> okay. Um, More noise. So yeah, you all um, make a stealth check, and I'm gonna 
because the blue slots are a bit more diligent than the red slots. So. I got 34. 36. 26 for Drakir. 24 for Bear. Okay, so you all managed to slide by the right-hand slot uh, easily. Well, I'm really glad that Booyah has passed the other chase because I have not rolled above a 10. Really? Um, as you all uh, around the corner, you see a slot that you have not encountered before. <gasps> um, this one is gray. Um, looks like this. Yeah. Drakir, you would know it is called a gray slot. So <laughs> I would have inferred. I feel like we all know that now. Dex would have inferred that that's called a gray slot. Um, gray slots are kind of a combination of the more brutish red and blue and the magic of the green. It can kind of oh, do cool. a little bit of everything. So we don't want to encounter that thing. We do not. Um, but it is, so there's basically it narrows and the path leads onward um, and it's hanging back there. So you all are going to need to at least walk near it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gap that you need to go through is about 25 and this one's actually only medium sized. Mm-hmm. So it's a smaller slot. Okay. So stealth rolls to make it past it. Yeah. Yep. You all are also seeing more... Um, there's, I mean, I showed them an image of the map that I'm referencing for the audit, auditory listeners, but there's um, over a dozen buildings um, scattered about where you are. 30 something, 33. Uh, Drakir has a 28. Eric has rolled a natural 20. Oh. Which I have left here for your viewing Approval. pleasure. Request denied. Um, <laughs> we always- 34. Man, I am rolling great on my percentage. Which, which would make that a 37. Yeah. I beat your st- what was your stealth roll? Huh? What was your stealth roll? 33. Ha! You I have be- not you rolled me. below a 16 be my on my perception rolls. Pass without a trace is is the bomb. Broken. So <laughs> good. <laughs> okay, so what would you like to do with your 20? With my 20. So that's Eric's uh, 20. Let's see. With my 20. How how close are we getting to the tower? What, what's our... Um, so, based on the overview site that you saw, um, there's a little mining complex with, like, a platform that you need to walk over, and then you'll be on the steps uh, to the, the chapel. Okay. Um, I would like to say that there has been a... Uh, a Besmertni raid somewhere else in the city. Okay. And that many of the slod will run over that way. Okay. So, yeah, I'll not, say that you clear, not the, in our path. clear the mining platform so you all can get to the steps easily. Um, so, yeah, you all walk over the mining platform unopposed, invisible. I don't know how to interpret the look Jeff is giving us right now. It looks troubled. It is a bit troubled, but it's okay. Um, then I'll explain later. Okay. Um, you understand? I think so. Okay. Um, then we're finally beginning to approach the place that you saw in your dream, Booyah. Um, the steps to the chapel. Um, everyone give me perception checks. I just, the listeners probably understand why I have a weird look on my face. I understand. Hmm. Try something to do with this dream. Ah. This is a stealth check. No, perception. Perception. Oh, okay. 27. Uh, 29. 17 for Dukir and 8 for Barak. Um, so everybody but Barak, um, who's witnessing the uh, Best Mertney raid and like, oh, they're running off that way. Wow. Um, I didn't mean like that close to us. I mean, no, like... no, no, no. <laughs> um, you all see uh, a group of four slod uh, as you all approach the steps, including one that you've never seen before. Another gray slod, but this one, here, you know, is a death slod. Oh, um, that's the worst kind of slod. They're the worst. It's the worst kind of, kind of most things. <laughs> <laughs> you actually see, um, it seems like a, a single uh, drow um, has run up and has like a rock sling and just hit the death slot in the side and it like points and the four of them take off after this single drow who takes Ooh. off and rounds a corner into the city. It's the slot king. 
So, um, yeah, so now you have empty stairs up to the door of the um, chapel. The chapel. This is the tower? Yes, with the spire. Okay. The broken spire. Booyase, please stay awake. But if we get far enough away from you, won't. We'll get get close enough, but let Booyah open door go first. Why? Just in case. When did you become invulnerable? Booyah not... I know. Booyah (laughs) just want be safe, go first. All right. How about be safe, check trap? Gotta do that real quick. Okay. All right. That's a good idea. Checking is investigation. Or checking. Checking for traps is investigation. 30. Yes. <clears throat> so um, you are able to check the steps and the door and kind of um, check everything out. Uh, you do not notice any traps or anything that would indicate that there are traps anywhere nearby. Booyah, cool. think everything okay. Booyah, just make sure. Okay. Big ugly slot. See, leave, but booyah, check. Okay. All right. Well, the door's not trapped. Do what you're going to do. Okay. Booyah. Slowly, carefully, quietly tries to open the door. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the doors creak open. Um, what you initially see, Booyah, um, is a very large uh, open expanse. Like the rest of you see it also as Booyah opens the door. Um, like the ambient lava light outside is pouring in through the large hole in the ceiling. Um, what? I'm going to picture the inside looking like it's lit by a lava lamp. Yeah. Awesome. I like, you know what? <laughs> Canada. <laughs> um, so you see bits of rubble um, all over the place. The most notable thing that you see, Booyah, that you recognize, but you may not remember what it's from. You see a large tank in the center, um, but it appears that uh, some of the rubble that fell fell into this tank. Uh, you remember it be- looking similar to the tank that you saw um, way back when in uh, Merrick's vault. Oh. Uh, where the giant brain thing was. Um, going, going to be. It wasn't right. there yet. Yeah, it had been. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Otherwise, looks like, we would have had a very different adventure. Uh, looks like a big chunk of the stone had fallen, like cracked it. And so there's no longer a brain or fluid or anything in there. But the tank remains. Um, other than that, you uh, this place looks like it hasn't been lived in in a while. I mean, the even the, the damaged tank looks very old. Um and you see up on, uh, there's basically you walk in, there's some pillars and stuff, uh, rubble everywhere. And there's two sets of stairs that lead up to a dais at the other side with a large sarcophagus um, sitting there um, with the uh, relief of what appears to be some elven figure. There's also four alcoves all over the place um, that, um, yeah, that, that's all you see from me. Okay. So four alcoves, uh, two on each one. And otherwise empty of inhabitants that Booyah can see. Yes. To himself, Booyah says, Hmm. Keep word. That's good. And he walks back out. To the group. <laughs> and explains what he's seen. And you see for self. Eric jumps because we're invisible yeah you know I think I would be stealing myself against startling voices but you know when you know you're gonna get startled and you start to try and brace for it that's true that does not help in my experience or okay. maybe you were expecting Dex to talk first because he doesn't shut up and right. then you hear a little a little voice from down there um so what are y'all doing let's go we go inside chapel okay uh so you walk in um are you just where are you walking to um, Paint me a word. Now, the door was not open when we got it, got here. No. Then we closed close the, the door. door. Okay. Uh, and so... So you can tell it's, it's a very big, dark and there's just a faint orange glow. There's a big open space. At the end, there's a big sarcophagus with a carved elf effigy yes. on it. Um, and there's four alcoves, two along each one. Uh, Beric will probably move towards the sarcophagus. Okay. <laughs> Um, Dex says, Derek, but Derek. <laughs> Actually, Derek says, let's 
set the rope by the door, and that's where we'll reconvene because we'll be able to see it when we let go. Okay, but we know split too far. Have to stay 30 foot. Well, but we're just moving around in here. I think we're safe. Right. Yeah, this is much bigger than 30 feet. But, but we, uh, we, we, hopefully we won't need to be. As long as we don't knock anything over, I think we're all right. We're all right. Okay. So we good. set the rope down, it becomes visible, and then we... But we so actually set the rope in a little corner, I think, not right in front of the door. Yeah, I because thought... Because that seems like a bad idea. You're headed for the sarcophagus. I'm headed for the sarcophagus. Where's Booyah headed? Um, Booyah going to go check Alcove. Okay, Dex, where are you headed? Um, I think I'm going to go check the tank. See. Okay, Trakir. Trakir would also go to the tank to make sure there's okay. not... So we keep bumping into each other. <laughs> so Booyah, you kind of break off to go to one of the alcoves. Uh, the rest of you, everything that you want is across the center of the room. Uh, everyone, give me perception checks. Nineteen. Twenty-three for Drakir. Twenty for Bear. Thirty-five. Okay. Natural nineteen. Nice. Nice. All of you notice. Um, or rather feel um, a rumbling beneath your feet um, that is getting more pronounced by the second no, it's not like stampede in the distance like it feels like the earth beneath you is shaking is there a check to be made to try and understand it uh, Drakir can make a check to understand it what kind of check would that be? Um, I will ask survival or nature. I choose survival. 11. 11. It, it would be remarkable if Drakir knew offhand what's going on. That's fair. Um, so um, as you all uh, approach the tank as you're walking across, all of a sudden... Can I know? Yes. Does it feel like seismic activity? I figure living underground, Drakir would experience seismic this does activity. Not feel natural. Okay. Um, the tank explodes, or erupts rather, as stone flies up and knocks you all back. Um, and you see a gargantuan purple knew it. worm. Not not a purple worm like proper purple. Worm. Oh, okay. Different name. Uh, proper but purple worm. The, the descriptor is in fact a purple worm. Um, erupt out of the ground. Um, you immediately see that it has no eyes or anything like that. Um, I'm going to show a picture. Oh my gosh. Um, what? So that's erupt, what erupts through the ground. Uh, and there's there's a person for reference. It looks like. As to how big this thing is. It looks like, you know, tr- trimmers, but with a demigorgon head. Yeah. Um, so it erupts through the ground um, and begins like screaming and thrashing about and we have initiative but it can't see us but it doesn't have eyes so it clearly sees by another means uh, I knew you were going to say that <laughs> <laughs> it's the predator well what he's alive alright alright 18 Dex. 27. Eric. Uh, Eric and 11. Here. 20. That's a high roll. And a waste. Drakir shouts. Everyone hold perfectly still. Seeing it, Drakir, I'm going to go ahead and um, give Drakir the benefit of the doubt, especially because of his proclivity in the past for the type of things that he has taken a great interest in killing Mm -hmm. and disposing of. Uh, Drakir knows that wouldn't help. This is a... It's a predator situation, isn't um, it? No. (laughs) So, Drakir has heard fables about these things. This is a uh, neothelid. 
These are Mind Flayer tadpoles that are never inserted and continue to grow and feed and grow and feed. Typically, when a Mind Flayer colony is abandoned abruptly and left behind, and they have an ability called Creature Sense, where they're aware of presence of creatures within one mile that have an intelligence score of four or higher. And there's the distance and direction of each creature, as well as each creature's intelligence score, but can't sense anything else about it. But it's chosen not to eat all of the slop. Almost as if there's something here that it would protect. So, um, fortunately for you all, it has a buck wild bad initiative modifier. So, um, Dex, unsurprisingly, you are up first. Um, Booyah, what's your, well, you have a higher Dex modifier than, um, okay. So, Dex. Okay. So it's, 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 it's above us. Like I could. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm pulling my knife out as a okay. bonus action. I'm hitting a big gun first. Okay. Fireball. Because, I mean, I, this this is all stone, right? That's, yeah. That's left. It's, yeah, okay. Sure. So, fireball. Right at its face. Maw. Whatever. Maw. I think maw. Whatever word that is analogous to face that you would call that thing you showed us. Uh, oh, wait. You roll. Yes, it rolls a dexterity saving throw. Oh. Uh-huh. 16. Uh, 15. Yeah, lots of dice. Where are they? I'm sorry, I saw you roll. It must have a truly terrible deck modifier. <laughs> it's a big, it's a yeah, giant I mean, one. I mean, yeah, no, I, I totally see why. It yeah. Would. And how dare you look behind my sacred screen? That is 44 <laughs> points of fire damage. Okay, nice. And. How close is it to me? I mean, it knocked you all back because you were going towards the tank, so right. you are within 20 feet. I'm just going to go ahead and move back another 10. Um, well, you are... Uh, you'll you'll use your bonus action to disengage because you're still within... Nope, I can't then because I've used my bonus action to pull my knife. Oh, fair enough. So I will so, stay right where I'm at. Okay. Um, all right, next up is Drakir. Okay. Uh, Okay, bonus action. I will place my uh, Slayer's Eye on it. I now know its vulnerabilities, immunities, and resistances. It is... Vulnerabilities, immunities, and resistances. Mm-hmm. None. Cool. Oh, this isn't listed under re- resistance, but I'm going to count it as magic resistance. So it has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. So I should have rolled with advantage. Uh, it was worse. So, <laughs> um, okay. Then in that case. Uh, here. <laughs> this is not what I thought was going to happen. Yeah, uh, I mean, here draws out his swords and um, rushes over and he's going to make two strikes at the thing. Okay. Um, first strike on the Vorpal Sword. That would have been amazing. Yeah, I was really hoping. 28 to hit it. That is a hit. I hope <laughs> so. Um... Uh, that is 16 slashing damage. Okay. 
And second strike. Also Vorpal. Uh, 24. Uh, and that's 18 more slashing damage. All right. Now it is Booyah's turn. Question. Answer. So you kind of broke away, so you have a bit more distance. You're about 60 feet away. Okay. I have an advantage on the first turn against an unacted enemy on an attack. It is not active. And if I do a shot at its head, my called shot, Mm -hmm. that's at disadvantage. So does did they just cancel each other out? Yes, they do cancel each other. So it'd be a normal roll. Okay. I'm gonna shoot at his head. Okay. To try to banish him. Okay. (sighs) It's unfortunate. Um, He's very big. He is big. Fifteen. Just barely flies by. Oh my gosh. And you see magical energy explode on the wall behind and the wall disappears. (laughs) Oh, Booyah, miss. Booyah is supposed to go good. Oh, miss. Okay, he's going to take his second attack. Um, Bonus action to mark him. Okay. And I'm going to sharpshoot at him. Fifteen again. You try to correct, and it flies back again. It's its turn. So, um, what to do? What to do? Um, um, it's going to, um, Drakir, you ran up on it, so it's going to try to hit you with its tentacles. Sure, sure. 29. <laughs> um, so it does uh, 21 points of bludgeoning damage. Ow. Plus, you feel it like as its tentacles come down and smack you, you feel a surge of psionic energy mm-hmm. go through your mind. And you take another eight points of psychic damage. And I need a strength check. Strength saving. Uh, gross. Okay. Um, yeah, gross for this party. <laughs> do it. For Booyah. Here's okay. proficient. And he rolled well. So that is 19. Okay. Yeah, the tentacles come down and smack you, and you feel the energy, and they slide off of you uh, as it recoils back up. Um, it is now Barrett's turn. Cool. Well, uh, we're going to bonus action Hexblade's Curse okay. upon this creature. Out, out comes Erebus and Eric charges. Uh, first attack is 21. Hit. Twenty-four. Uh oh, what's my first? No, I twenty-four. Yeah. Okay. Twenty-four slashing damage there. Uh, and then Beric is basically trying to sort of move around it and just cut at its underside as as it writhes around. Um, that's really bad. Fourteen miss. Yeah. So it it writhes in just the right moment to where Beric's yeah. swing whiffs as uh, you attempt to run around it. Um, it is now. Um, <clears throat> just one second. Um, Okay, you see uh, faint uh, green energy appear around this thing's head. 
um, as it kind of rides around for a second. Oh, good. Legendary actions. Uh, no, that's oh. not what's happening. Um, something else. <laughs> and you see it like pause for a second and then it rides and kind of the green magical halo that was forming around its head shatters as it um, breaks what was ever happening. And now it is back around to Dex. All right. Dex has decided that this thing is very big and it's very scary. Mm-hmm. And it just did that green thing. Those are astute observations. Yeah, I say. I know. Dex, I, Dex has really this got is it going good, on. A good observer of uh, things. Uh-huh. He's very prime. He's really perceptive. If any of my casters in the crew want to uh, roll an arcana check to try and figure out what just happened. 22 for Barrett. Nine. Um, that looked like some form of fear-based magic that was happening around its head that it broke. Interesting. Not much. Okay. So he's just going to go ahead and do another one of these. He only gets three a day, but he feels like they're worth it. So he's going to do this time lightning bolt because I'm not sure where everybody is. And this one's a straight line. Mm-hmm. Right at its face again. Okay. Cool. You roll dexterity saving throw. And it has advantage. Yeah. So that's a bad one. 16. Meets it. Uh, so half damage. Half damage. That all works? Yep. Still okay. These dice. I, I've gotten two sixes and a five all three times I've rolled this handful today. <laughs> 24. Oh, oh, there goes that. <laughs> it said something. 34. Yeah, I broke it. You observed it and that changed it. But that's, that's quantum mechanics right there. That's right. But <laughs> that's 44 again, so 22 points of lightning damage. Okay. So yeah, lightning bolt shoots and it manages to kind of coil itself around to brace for the impact so it still takes it but sure uh, resolves itself against it no I see it all the time yeah you know like like the giant purple mind flare tap you say it's a neolithid Neo- neothelid oh so it's not like illithid but... no yeah uh, n-e-o-t-h-e-l-i-d neothelid okay. you're here you're up on it so I am uh, I'm gonna use a Bonus action to do Hunter's Mark. Let's get all the things on it. Uh, and then Drakir, you, you know. runes appearing all over its body as everybody puts its things. <laughs> Drakir. Um, Drakir is going to get up on it. Okay. So Drakir, like, runs up its back and begins hacking away with the sword. Okay. Um, I scream, Drakir, make it your friend. <laughs> Would have to be a beast for that. He explains calmly in the midst of this. And Dex wonders, that's <gasps> not a beast? You did it! <gasps> Was that with the Vorpal yes, sword? Yes, it is! So it has to make a check, right? Yes, it does! Uh, it's happening. It's going to pass because it's gigantic, so it's surely it has a good... Is it constitution, constitution check? Constitution, I bet. And I assume it's a check to not be beheaded, so... Yes. It's got a big, a big old neck. Um, nearly headless neophilid. <laughs> okay, so, uh, here's the thing there is no check. It just says it happens, but it does say um, the creature is immune to this effect if immune slashing damage doesn't have or need a head as legendary action, actions or the GM decides the creature is too big for its head to be cut off with a weapon. It, you saw... Steal this from me. It's like 20 feet wide. You're stealing. This, that's why you're putting a marker is because you're stealing this from me. No, I'm not stealing anything from you. I'm trying to introduce a conversation. Um... Just kept sawing, is he? No, that's fine. Nope. Can... Nope. No, 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 no. Nope. Hey, hey, hey. Stop, 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 stop. It just deals a whole bunch more damage. Right? The good. GM decides. It is. I mean, it is still a natural 20, it's so we gigantic. can. I get you. So we can do something. Well, I, there's a there's a catch all, right? Like said, if, if, if it's not. It takes an extra 6d8 slash damage. Yeah. So. 
unfortunately, it being a gargantuan round worm without a neck, it's too thick to just slice off with one go. So you get your extra 68 damage. Don't count. You're a monster. I argue it's all neck. Okay. <laughs> and he's, and that he's, neck is too thick. And he sliced <laughs> it down towards the scrawny end at the end, but all the vitals are on the other side of that. Uh, Prove me wrong. You're a monster. Change my mind. <laughs> you're a neolithid. <laughs> Noise. <laughs> yeah. How you feel now that you're all burnt, Eric? Oh. He nailed your butt it's, to the it's, ground. It's interesting. Cast a verbal fireball at it's me. It's interesting how Philip pouts, but he doesn't look like he's pouting. <laughs> uh, but I would be pouting too. So, you need some D8s? Nope. I got lots of D8s. Okay. Now, this being a critical. Are the D8s doubled? Since it's your first time rolling a 20 with the Vorpal Sword, this time I will say yes. Excellent. Precedence is set. We will make this assumption on all future And I said, I noted this time, therefore... What? Did you have it marked? I did have it marked. Therefore, implying an exception. And my Slayer's Eye. How many dice are you rolling? No, I don't think as many as you've been rolling this fireball. Uh, I'm rolling nine dice. Okay. I mean, still, but, but they're eights as well for yes. most of them. Yeah. And it's crit, so it's doubled. Right, and it's doubled this time. And on all future. No. Days. Every time. No. Listeners, write in. Tell us no. what you heard. <laughs> Contact me, J4C at. <laughs> <laughs> You, you already gave too much. There's only a handful of domains. Uh, nobody knows that you still use AltaVista. It's fine. <laughs> that is 77 slashing damage. Before doubling or after doubling? After doubling. After doubling. Impossible. Hmm? That is impossible. No. You rolled a half, half yeah, a damage you got point? got an odd number after doubling? No, because you don't one. double your modifier. You double the dice. Oh, oh of course. Boys, a egg on my face. Okay. <laughs> Take back that part where I was an idiot. <laughs> back where uh, Eric wasn't a monster. Oh. Um, so, yeah, you take the Vorpal Sword, and you just find the right crease, and bury it like a third of the way into this thing. You get the sense any other third of the way, awesome. with a smaller neck, you would have lobbed it clean off, and it would have been awesome. Yep, would have been. If you wouldn't have skipped all the slides on the way here, you probably would have landed it on one of those and gotten to decapitate it. Um, no, then you would have told me they don't have necks because they don't. Heads just sort of project out of their sh- shoulders. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> anyway. So, stolen. Make your second in. attack after you just. You rolled another natural 20. <laughs> <laughs> the gods will it, Eric. The no gods will it. And even if you don't, if I remember correctly, precedent has been set that he gets to double everything. <gasps> if I <gasps> cut two-thirds of the way through something's neck, the head falls off, Eric. You try being alive after something cuts two-thirds of the way through your neck. I wouldn't be alive after one-third. But that's, that's right. I'm not a giant purple worm. Some say. <laughs> what? I don't know. Unless you don't let me have this. I'm just trying to be mean to you. Appreciate it. Um, I'm normally better at it. <laughs> I'm off my game tonight. Um, okay. Yes, Drakir gets agitated by the fact that he did not slice through the thing's neck all the way. No, here's what happened. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't get to tell me what happens. <laughs> I am the captain now. <laughs> oh, please, here. I'll, I'll roll up a character. You are right Stratos now. now. <laughs> Drakir, wielding this sword in one hand for the record. Drakir slashes down with the Vorpal Sword and it carves in and it gets stuck in the neck. And this thing is writhing around under his feet and so Drakir (laughs) does the only logical thing. He jumps off and writhes the sword down. (laughs) Okay. So So it's like Drakir is up on its neck Sword's cut in there, and then Drakir just jumps off and swings around until the sword comes free, and then lands. And Am I rolling a whole bunch of damage, or are you being no? It's it's being dead. Cool? It is dead. Half of the worm flops onto the ground. The rest flops down. 
Are any of us hit? Yes. You're <laughs> somehow hit. Eric manages to be disappointed die. by this. He gave me a Vorpal Sword. Um, it's worked once. Twice-ish. Um, and there is a distinct sound as it comes loose that goes snicker-snack. Snicker-snack. Okay. So, yeah. This thing is flopped on the ground. Purple ooze leaking everywhere. And Drakir lands spun around facing it and slides backward a little bit. The sword stuck out behind and just stands up, flicks the blade. A little blood comes off. Are you done? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you telling me the description <laughs> of what Dex did if he had done that? Would not have taken much longer. Oh, we've taken How so many backflips would Dex have done on the way back? It would have taken back. so much longer, and I would have mentioned the white jumpsuit at least five <laughs> times. Uh, and then Dex would have gone, well, thank you very much. <laughs> no worries, Elton John now. I'm sorry, I forgot. Okay, so what are y'all going to do now? Watch Drakir take a trophy? Yeah, <laughs> probably dust off. <laughs> yeah, hey, um... Where was it? How many of those have you... Are there more? Probably. Here? Oh. Probably not. These things only arise if the stories I understand have been true. These things only arise when a young illithid is abandoned and does not grow inside a host. What's an illithid? A mind flayer. Oh, they begin was... as little, little creatures like frogs, little, little wormy creatures. Oh, right, yeah, sure, polywogs. And they are implanted in the brain of a humanoid. They devour the brain, and then the humanoid becomes mind flayer. You know, I gotta tell you, they were kind of scary earlier. Mm. They're very scary. But if you just leave one, it does that. It turns into this. Wow. Gross. Uh, let's go find the glaive and get the heck out of here. So there's a big hole in the middle of the room. Um, that if any of you glance down, it looks like it goes straight down for maybe a mile. Like, it's just impossibly deep. I think we should not go down this hole. I don't think we could safely if we wanted to. That's so, probably true. Are you still going to check out the alcove? 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 I don't know. Sure. Not a lot of point checking out the tank anymore. <laughs> Probably the sarcophagus to, to speak like Rakia. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, uh, Booyah, you go and poke your head in the alcove, and you see a circle with like what looks like magical runes of some kind uh, in one of the alcoves uh, on the floor. Uh, that's just the one that you happen to check. If you want to check the other ones, I can describe what's in there also. But the alcove is about 10 feet by 10 feet. So now, now that the tank is gone, I'll walk to another alcove. I mean, I'll just, just say what I'm doing. I'm kind of following Booyah, but to the right. Okay. So the alcove next to the one that Booyah is checking out, you see another set of uh, a circle with some magical ruins set in an alcove of similar size. So badly wish we had fan art. <laughs> <laughs> you wish we had fanimation. <laughs> That's true. Um, what are Drakir and Beric <laughs> doing? I think Drakir is honestly standing there looking real pleased with himself <laughs> and staring at this thing he killed. He's probably trying to figure out which part he's supposed to destroy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, the head's too big to take. You can take a tentacle. Yeah, it's not as cool. It's not too big to take. Don't be a coward. <laughs> I got a bag of holding. I'm supposed to leave it dead Honestly. and with its head come, come galumphing back. Um, Beric, however... After just Has, hasn't read Lewis Carroll, <laughs> Bar <laughs> Barrick takes a minute. Lewis Carroll's a, it's, it's there's a whole bunch of apostrophes in there, but he's a famous drow poet. Okay, that's, that's why his stuff is so bizarre, man. <laughs> I mean, it's written it's written in Kyber. Uh, Barrick, wow. Barrick proceeds to the sarcophagus after taking a moment to fathom what just happened, and then moves on. So the sarcophagus, uh, looking at it, you you get up there, still processing what just happened, and you freeze and look at the relief image on top of the sarcophagus, 
and you're confronted with the image of Luke and Osteroth, like just a stone version of him posed on top of this sarcophagus. Barrett casts Eldritch Blast and breaks the face. Um, your Eldritch Blast bounces off of it. Interesting. Barrett detects magic. Uh, there seems to. Uh, I think we all just detected magic. <laughs> <laughs> um, you sense a lot of magic happening in this room. Sure. But focusing specifically on the sarcophagus, um, you get that there's uh, some kind of magical barrier uh, on this uh, thing. Sarcophagus. It's sarcophagus. Uh, after a moment, Barak says, uh, Drakir, I, um, I could use a hand here. And Drakir wanders over, and Barak, Drakir can cast Detect Magic at will, so he also observes the... Uh, and then Drakir sort of reaches out tentatively um, until his hand is just outside the, the aura, um, and then just closes his fist and casts Dispel Magic. The gesture of dispelling magic, mm-hmm. it stops right here, mm-hmm. and something magically reverses Drakir's hand. Interesting. There's not a like a roll or anything. I just, it just fails. Well, you, you I am out get, of ideas. You, you, you sense that this is some kind of ancient, ancient magic that there's not really a modern equivalent. You hear from Alcove, have you tried cutting your hand and touching his hand? Remember that time? That thing did that thing. Oh, yes. Are you Dr- all checking Dr- out the other Alcove? Drakir starts to put his hand towards the Vorpal Blade and then <laughs> pulls out a regular knife, cuts his hand, touches the... But I can feel the barrier. Like, it's a solid thing. Like, at a certain point, my hand just stops on the barrier. Well, it, it's, like, right up against the stone. Mm-hmm. But when you pull back the blood that was dripping, like beads off okay. falls on the ground in the other Bo- alcove Booyah walks past Dex and say alcove Booyah check have like rune inside yours and he heads to the other one uh, 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 let's find out yeah the one that you checked had the rune circle did you say that to me yeah. I yeah. did not hear that at all yeah Was were we making eye contact the whole time gross <laughs> <laughs> intimately um <laughs> anyway uh. <laughs> um uh, Booyah, you walk across the room and eventually get to, while they're doing all the business with the magic up there, um, and you find another alcove, magic rune circle, 10 feet by 10 feet. Booyah, I think alcove magic rune inside. Maybe help sarcophagus? Or no, alcove magic rune inside maybe help sarcophagus. It's a jumble. You gotta... <laughs> it's like an anagram, but full words. <laughs> What it's, about it's Booyah comedy. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's how Booyah talks. I'm just with with runes. Are they a specific language? Are there goblin runes and orc runes and arcane runes? Like magic is kind of a universal. The universal language. magic. Gotcha. Okay. Because I remember the goblin yeah. thing in the first one had its own runes. Because we couldn't read them. <laughs> should, should should I? Uh. I mean, I guess an Arcana check. Beric will attempt an Arcana check to try and understand. Look, observe. Beric will go over and observe the various magical circles, and try to understand because detect magic lasts for ten minutes, and try to understand what the connection is here. Okay. We killed a giant worm in minutes. Now sit riveted as we try to solve a puzzle for three hours. But to be fair, Booyah did nothing but miss. It would have been even quicker if he did. He'd have been gone. Uh, 15. 15? Um, so, <laughs> um, you kind of look at the, the runic circle and look back up the sarcophagus, and you, you know that there's probably a connection somewhere, but you can't, you can't quite put it together what, how, how they link. Um, you're almost certain, though, based on some of the magical markings in the aura you saw up there that there is some relation in the runes in the circle to the sarcophagus. Beric reaches up, takes coming dusk off and holds it down in the circle. Nothing happens. happens. I mean, he he was cabalring 
And it has something to do with these items we've been collecting. Yeah. Yeah. So, it, it, I mean, is there, is the alcove is bare except for these runes. There's no. Yep. There's no. There's no paintings. No tapestries. No. Nope. Booyah checks the last one just to see if it's identical. Eric cuts his hand and puts it in the circle. No reaction at all. Nope. Eric stands in the circle. Wait, okay, hold on. I need to do a bit of a Dex cuts Barrick's hand and stands in a different circle. Okay. There are... The problem is this is going to give away the puzzle of it all, but I don't know whether or not Barrick would have just unlocked something without more admin of your all's inventory and who has what things. Uh, do you want to know what we have? Is that the question? I, I need to know what each individual has. Overall? Like, on your person. Okay. Everything? Barrick. I mean, Barrick is I, carrying... I mean, Barrick is technically carrying Erebus at the moment. Uh, he has coming dusk. So if that's all Barrick's carrying, then nothing happens when you step in the circle. Alright. Looks like what Dex is carrying. Dex is carrying Shadow Light. You have the bag of holding, so you have everything that nobody else can carry. Right, but <clears throat> specifically, I've got Shadow Light. I've got my spare charge to stone that switches it to lightning mm-hmm. stuff. I've got Leliana, and I've got four feet of hair, and I've got um, a non-charged redstone, I believe, right? Or do we get them charged? I know that you did not charge them with the silver flame. You wanted to hold off on that. Okay, then I have a non-charged and, redstone. Okay. And what did the other non? Where did the other redstone come from? Me. Where did the non-charged one come from? I, we had we had several, and I she handed them back to me. Okay. I'm just it's in the bag with a bunch of other random stuff we picked up. I was just saying the things that might be. Okay. Okay. So I guess seeing Barrick step into it and nothing happened. I guess Dex kind of goes. Oh. Maybe we all have to step in one. Sure. And he steps in one. Your circle lights up. Ooh. Rikir steps into one. Nothing happens. Sure. Booyah steps into one. Your circle lights up. Okay, so I have this, but there is a stone in Erebus. There is? Yes, it got inserted in during the resurrection ritual. That's why we went down and no, got that a was dragon. A separate, that was a kyber shard. That's not a redstone. Okay. Yeah. The, the yeah. That's what they went down to fight. Then the we don't have four redstones. You got two out of Merrick's. Okay. You oh, got one from. Then I guess they're in the, the vampire well. werewolf and Booyah had. Elegance. Okay. Okay. So the other two. Were they charged in Merrick's vault? No. 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 Then I've just got them in my back, and I need to hand them out. Apparently. I try to figure out how Dex would figure that out. You know what Dex, Dex, what Dex does is Dex steps out of his circle, and he goes to talk to Barrick and steps inside of that circle. Circle lights up. And Booyah walks out of his, hey, circle light up, you step inside. Well, not entirely. What? Uh, it's obviously something to do with the stones, right? Right, right. So I think I have to say it out loud. Or I can just think it right for bag of holding. You, you, think, you just think, yeah. You, should, okay. you just know what you're looking for. I pull out two redstones, hand one to Barrick, say, "Hey, here. I toss one to him. Drakir takes it. Um, I'm gonna need a Dex check. Drakir looks at Dex. <laughs> Seems fine. Seems to me. fine. <laughs> as, as good as ever, I guess. <laughs> Garishly blessed. Please let that be a new. <laughs> Anytime you get hurt or something, you're like, I'm going to need dex check. Like, spin. <laughs> or ticks. Your, your outfit is ridiculous and covered in purple slime. All right. So, I'm invisible. So, ouch. No. Nope. Nope. Oh, we're not invisible. Oh, yeah. Because we attack the attack the stupid thing. Um, okay. So, uh, are you all going to a circle? Yep. Each of us goes to a circle. Um, okay. All four circles light up, and then um, the wall leading into the chapel slides up and slams shut. What wall leading into the chapel? Like you went into an alcove? Like and now we're stuck so in So now here. we're all in individual alcoves, unable to see or speak to each other. Uh, yes. Gross. 
Um, and um, in front of Dex, Booyah, and Barrick, a figure appears in the alcove and goes, okay, let me explain. End of episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, <laughs> there's a real dark energy right now around the table. Um, uh, if you want to be part of the conversation that is sure to happen after this episode, uh, hit us up over on the Facebook group, The Geek Pantheon. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at The Geek Pantheon. Uh, if you like what we do and would like to see it done just a little bit better, uh, consider heading over to patreon.com slash The Geek Pantheon and joining our amazing Patreon community where we have a really fun Discord. In addition to that, you get access to a really fun DM spellbook that Philip and I contribute to through Microsoft OneNote. Um, and we are also proudly part of the D20 Radio Podcasting Network. Um, you can head over on over to d20radio.com slash podcast to find all the amazing podcasts over there, including the Order 66 podcast, the OG original D20 Radio show, all about the Star Wars role-playing game system by Fantasy Flight Games. Uh, GM Chris, GM Dave, and GM Phil do a wonderful, entertaining show that has lots of information for all of the Star Wars tabletop nerds out there. Um, thank you all once again so much for listening. I am your Dungeon Master, Eric. I'm Philip. Randy. Jeff. We'll see you maybe next time if Jeff shows up. I'll be here in 20 minutes. <laughs>